Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Go, go, go. Brian Baldinger. Take a bow. That's right. NFL analyst for the NFL Network in Fox Sports. I think for the first time, I feel like they got a real coach and a real quarterback. Odyssey NFL Insider. You're seeing the development of a real quarterback. While he's developing, he's entertaining as hell. I watched this quarterback play. I think there's a bright, bright future in Chicago. Host of Baldy's Breakdown. But Justin Fields keeps his eyes down the field. He makes the throw. Sometimes it's just a couple. That's all you need. You just hang. You just battle. You just hang in there. Brian Baldinger with Mully and Ha. Oh, this is awesome. On 670 The Score. Mully and Ha, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we're going to be joined in the second here by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Jason LaConfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL and Brian joins us, as all guests do, on the SCORE Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm doing, more, I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you. Well, you know, we keep arguing about what the Bears should do here in free agency, and I am of the belief that a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. is a, an absolute gift if you can go out and pay him and get him. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. I'm not saying he's the best. He's he's the best player in the league, but he's the best offensive lineman. He's the only real left tackle available in free agency. You got more money than anyone else. Improve your offensive line. I would make him a priority. I'd be sitting in front of his house trying to get this done, and it sounds like that might not be the way the Bears go. Yeah, well, um, I like Zeus. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, he can uh, basically create his own solar eclipse uh, <laughs> with his size. Um, you want, you actually want Zeus on your team because he basically starts every fight and he finishes every fight. He just brings that mentality and attitude uh, to the practice field and to the game field. <clears throat> you see him game day. <clears throat> Guy's got his game face on now. Uh, you know, you can't. You can't get him out of the zone that he's in. And so he wanted to be a left tackle. Uh, Baltimore wanted to pay him as a right tackle. Uh, he wanted to be a left tackle to kind of pay tribute to his father, uh, who was a great player in this league. And he's playing left tackle. And the one thing about Zeus, he lines up and plays every play. He doesn't get hurt, doesn't miss games, doesn't miss practices. But is he the best? No, he's not. And so you just got to. You got to go, okay, but you got a mobile quarterback that, you know, can get out of harm's way when things don't go perfect for him out there on the edge because he's not the most athletic guy. But uh, I'm with you. Like, you had a chance to get Zeus. I'd put him in my lineup. And I like Braxton Jones, too. But I might find a different position for Braxton if, if you're able to land Zeus. Brian, two things. So do you have any insight into what he's looking for on his next team? And the second thing is we hear this kind of suggestion that there might not be the most ideal scheme for a guy like Orlando Brown Jr., to which we have responded to, change your scheme because you need him. <laughs> well, I remember I did a game this year 
for the national radio, Kansas City and Buffalo, and the Chiefs lost the game at home. And I get a call from Zeus, like probably an hour afterwards. I'm in the stadium just doing some work. So he calls me and he goes, what'd you think today? I go, well, you guys don't like to run the ball very much. And he goes, bingo. Like he wants to go someplace where you run the ball. Like you can just, that's his, that's his forte, just leaning on people. That's what he wants to do. Now, look, you can't argue playing left tackle with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know, you got yourself a Super Bowl. But ultimately, he wants to be in a, in a running offense, and that's kind of what Chicago looked like to me last year. Yeah, and, I, and I, you know, I, I guess Mike McClinchy is the guy the Bears might prefer over him because they'd leave Braxton Jones on the left side. Again, he's, he's not a bad player. I mean, he, he had a decent rookie season. I wouldn't think that he set the league afire, and I think you have to be aware of how you're going to help him and support him. Uh, but they love that style of offensive lineman. Now, to me, McGlinchey, I mean, he's a giant guy, and I'm not dissing him in any way, but I, I think that if you can have an above-average player versus an average-type player, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't go for the, the creme de la creme. Well, I mean, I, I like Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he's played some good football in this league. He's had some injuries. I like Juwan Taylor better. I like Isaac Sayamalo even more. Um, people don't want to pay guards, but Jacksonville paid Brandon Sheriff last year, and that offense line looked a whole lot better and a whole lot different this year, uh, protecting that number one pick. I mean, Isaac Sayamalo to me is the best offensive lineman in this whole free agent class. Like, nobody really talks about him because he's in Philadelphia and he got all these other great players around him, but that guy had an unbelievable season last year. He could do anything you want at, at, at guard. And he actually can play any position. He plays center guard tackle. He's played them all. But Juwan Taylor and Isaac Sayamala are two guys I would definitely take a look at. I think both those guys are really good players. Brian, who is Lamar Jackson starting for week one of next season? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is I guess you got to play the waiting game right now, now that he's being dangled out there. But, you know, I mean, I hear all these teams saying they're not interested, but I don't know how Atlanta could be interested. I mean, it'd be, I mean, I know Arthur Blank, and I know that he would love to be in contention here uh, this year. And with Lamar and Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and that offense line, the way that they played a year ago, that could be a dynamic offense day one. Um, and they'd win a lot of games in Atlanta, probably win that division. So I would. I, 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 all the people that said I'm not interested, I think you got to have those discussions about Lamar and what he brings and just how dynamic of a player he is. Why is he available? Is it because they could not come to a conclusion on a contract with him? He's representing himself, so they're kind of hoping that he goes out and, and finds the deal he's after so they can either match it or take the pick. I mean, are they? do they want him back? Is is this a way of them kind of stopping the log jam between the two? The the idea that they can't get a deal done, and maybe if he sees the market, he'll come around with them. Uh, there could be one ploy. I mean, it's it's really, basically it's coming down to guaranteed money. You know, Kyler Murray and John Watson got guaranteed contracts, and that's what he wants. And Baltimore is just trying to protect themselves, saying. You know, we're not going to give him a guaranteed contract. We got to have some protection. He's missed 11 games in the last two years. Um, you know, hasn't been good in the playoffs. Like, you know, we're not ready to just sign off of him for you know five or six years and, and guarantee the money. It's, it's going to hurt the way we want to build a team. I, 
I, I, I mean, without being in any of the negotiations and seeing any of the, the offers, that's what it sounds like to me. And there's probably a whole lot of teams out there. And it, it, this could be Joe Burrow. You know, it could be anybody. Jalen Hurts could be anybody that's looking for a new contract. Um, that's going to be a sticking point. It, it might be or might not be. I don't know. But it's a sticking point in Baltimore right now with some of the injury history that's starting to sh- kind of pop up. And I'm not saying that Lamar's not worth it. I'm just saying I think that's because they made him offers and he didn't like the offers because they weren't guaranteed. And so I think that's kind of where it's going to come down to. And, and uh, you know, we've never seen a fully guaranteed country. We didn't see it from Daniel Jones the other day. When he got his deal, it's not fully guaranteed. Part of it is, uh, and I think the Ravens are, you know, they're more than willing to give him part of the contract as fully guaranteed. But I don't think they're ready to sign off on it completely. Ryan, what do you think about the way Ryan Poles has been so forthcoming about drafting first overall and having three teams that he says he's talked to about a deal and that he's confident that he could get at least a first-round pick in 2024 and a first-round pick in 2025 if and when he makes that trade? Well, I mean, he, he definitely has a for-sale sign in his yard. Um, and so, now, do I want to put all that out there? Probably not. I mean, it's, it's, but there's going to be a bidding war for the first pick. I mean, there, he's in a great spot whether he says anything about it or not. The fact is, is that those quarterbacks that we saw work out last Sunday in Indianapolis, they're all going in the top 10. So there's going to be tremendous interest. And, you know, it's just like you saw what Chicago gave up with San Francisco to, to draft Mitch Trubisky to move up one spot. And, you know, they're still kind of scratching their head on that in Chicago and everywhere else, you know. But, you know, I mean, if you want – if let's just say uh, Houston covets – C.J. Stroud is their quarterback of the future. Well, all right. I mean, they might go to number one just to make sure that he gets him. Uh, you know, but ultimately, you'd probably love to see Carolina not what we want C.J. Stroud, we want Bryce Young, whoever, and we want to go all the way to number one. I mean, he's going to get his two number ones for sure and, and a, probably a boatload more if he moves back to nine. So he's going to have an opportunity to move once and maybe twice in this draft, and it's a perfect storm with these quarterbacks all getting pushed up, all needy teams needing quarterbacks. We all can identify who they are, and they're probably going to go through the draft to do it. So I think Ryan's in in the – because there's a lot of years where nobody wants the number one pick, and that's not the case this year. So I think he's in a good spot. Ryan, you know, he's talked about maybe doing it before free agency. In other words, he might want to trade the pick before – see, I'm of the belief that you wait and you see – you just have to make sure you trade at the moment the pick is at its highest value, if that makes any sense. Well, I think there's there's truth to that. Um, I think, you know, I, I guess if you do it before free agency, then it forces teams to make a decision to trade now and basically forego free agency. You know, there's Jimmy Garoppolo out there. There's Aaron Rodgers out there. They may take one of those spots away of one of those four quarterbacks. And maybe it does lessen the interest if one of those spots are taken, let's say, by Carolina. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo in Carolina is a deal. I don't you know, without knowing, I don't know. Or Las Vegas, you know, teams that look like they're going to draft a rookie quarterback. But if Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers is available, maybe it takes one of those spots away and it lessens the competition for that number one spot. So maybe that's how he's kind of thinking. Um, you know, we may know a little bit more here 
for agency starts next Wednesday. We know, may know a little bit more here this week with Aaron Rodgers. That might help a little bit, kind of clear the picture up. Quickly, Brian, does adding Aaron Rodgers make the Jets better than the Bills? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, because I think we know what Buffalo is. We know that they're going to win 12, 13, 14 games next year. And I don't think just adding Aaron Rodgers guarantees the Jets doing that. We, we see a team unable, not their own doing, but we've seen them unable to put an offensive line together. I mean, they're playing a 38-year-old offensive tackle that was out of the league at the end of the year last year, and they weren't very good up front. And so, you know, until they get that fixed, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, even with Aaron Rodgers, that might be a little bit of a struggle right now until they get that fixed up front. Great stuff, Brian. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Yep, my pleasure, guys. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on your Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.